You're listening to The Plug with Neil Griffith. All right, welcome everybody to The Plug Podcast with me, Neil Griffiths. Proudly presented by our friends at Audio Technica Australia. Welcome to the show, everybody. It's another big week. It's good to have your company. Before we get into it, as we always do, if you haven't already, follow, subscribe, rate, review the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to. And be sure to follow us on Instagram, at The Plug with Neil Griffiths, and over on TikTok, at theplug.podcast. I'm very excited about this week's guest, and I know why you're all here, so let's get straight into it. Ladies and gentlemen, on the back of her debut album, Good Riddance, which is out right now. My guest this week is US songwriter Gracie Abrams. Gracie came on to talk all about Good Riddance which has been years in the making and her fans have been waiting so long for. We talked about the making of this record alongside the Nationals' Aaron Desner, her upcoming tour in the US and the UK and the story behind how she got the call up to support Taylor Swift on her upcoming stadium tour. And despite the fact that Good Riddance has only just come out, Gracie spoke to me a little bit about even more new music and when she hopes to share it with the world. Ladies and gentlemen, here is Gracie Abrams on the Plug Podcast. How you doing, Gracie? I'm great. What are you doing in New York? I just moved from Sydney. Oh shit! With with the podcast, yeah, yeah. Thank you. It's oh my I, God. I've been here for like four months, so um, how you know, are you finding? Wild. I love it, but it's like it's mm. crazy full on. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. I, I, I've lived there. I, I love it, but I yes, it's, it's definitely. I, it's you, you're like the third or fourth person I've had like in consecutive weeks that are like, oh yeah, I loved it, but then I had to get the fuck out of there like immediately. <laughs> I actually miss it dearly. I left just because I, I, it timing it happened out that way, but I, right, I right. miss it. I'm just gonna pretend we're already uh, recording because I don't want to ruin do the it. fun banter. Midway through, you tell me about how great New York was. Gracie Abrams, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. Um, I appreciate you coming on. I know you're, you're doing some Australian promo today, but I am the jerk in New York, which probably works out better. I mean, you're in LA, right? <laughs> I'm in LA right now. Yeah. No, I'm I'm just painfully jealous that you're you are there and I am not. You have sun. Like, wait, wait it's cold. No, here. I have sun. Although it's been cold, <laughs> it has been cold as shit here recently. It really has been not like not your quintessential LA. So right. I, you know, well, you know. Well, I came here for snow and it hasn't snowed once. Apparently like the fourth longest route in Manhattan <laughs> history where there's no snow. So Well, I feel like our, our planet is is kind of like combusting. So I don't yeah. know what we can expect from the weather anymore. It's a whole we can talk about that in the next forty five minutes. Um Gracie, yeah. I have to say, well spoiler alert for those listening, this is coming out on the album release day. We're recording this a little over mm-hmm. a week out from the release. One week away from your debut album. How are you feeling? I feel really mellow, honestly. I, I think um, I think I've been kind of just busy with things uh, the past month, um, so much so that I'm not really thinking about release too much, and and I I appreciate that about about these days. I think um, I'm grateful for it to be out there so that uh, I can carry on making the the next one. Yeah, well, again, we're a week out from the album. You've got a massive year plan. You've got a, a US tour, a UK tour. You're touring with a small indie artist named Taylor Swift. How yeah, are you, yeah. How are you spending these first 
what month and a half of 2023 how have things been so far this year um you know good definitely definitely busy and um i have been loving the exhaustion just because it's a lot of uh fulfilling work and and um filming a lot filming a lot of videos and things that i've had so much fun doing and kind of just getting to know new people through that lane and um you know it's funny just because of course the album uh is is a week away and it's it will be new for everybody else uh but i I feel so yeah i mean i just said it but i'm just really like i've been writing a lot these days kind of just I feel mentally in a different place, you know, now than of course I was a year ago when I really was like making the project. And so having conversations about it now is, is it's almost like in hindsight, there's almost this like added, um, I guess it's just further proof that songs are like the time capsules sort of. And so it's funny to be reflecting on all of that. And, um, I'm very grateful for it all, but, uh, yeah, it's been busy days, busy days. Well, it's it's been a long time coming. Obviously, you've been very busy in the last few years. Your name has been getting bigger and bigger with every month that goes by. Do you remember the conversation after those two EPs when whether it was you or someone else, someone said, "All right, it's time to think about the debut album." Do you remember that conversation? Um, no, I remember always just being so stoked to get to the time where it made sense to do it, and I, I think like. I had not yet enough of a grip just in general, like on myself, but also like the kind of sound that was real and honest for me uh, in order to like kind of intentionally sit down in a place and be like, all right, I want to make something start to finish. I want to be deeply, deeply thoughtful about the arc of this narrative. I want to be intentional about, the sonic landscape of the album I want to you know all all of these larger kind of more formative questions that I I think uh a combination of factors led to me you know kind of being in a zone where I was like okay now this is like what I want to do and meeting Aaron Desner who I made the, the whole project with when we met for the first time it kind of unlocked that we it became very obvious immediately to both of us that we wanted to be very intentional about like let's have at least a week and see what we can do because working together felt so natural and um you know really fun despite talking so openly about hard truths and kind of tough relationships and uh just heavier shit that like you know I I don't find myself getting into with with just anybody on any given day, we kind of happened to have this dynamic in the space of, you know, the studio. And so it, it, it was instantly kind of, he was the person I wanted to go on this kind of journey with, you know. I know you've, you've recently said as well that Aaron was kind of like, he knows more about your personal life than anyone else in the world, except your therapist. Are you guys, are are you guys at like in a place where your relationship now do you still need to kind of tiptoe around sensitive issues or discussions or can you just walk in a studio and say, oh my God. I've had the worst fucking day of my life. Let's do this. No, I literally like text him when I feel that we like, you know, live in different states. We live across the country. And I, 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 we constantly like, I'm, I, by the way, this is the other thing with him is that I, I there was never 
even on day one where we were getting to know each other, there was never a time where I was like, I don't feel like saying this to him or, Ooh, that feels like something I should like filter out or this is too personal. It was immediately like, you know, uh, it was immediately everything all at once. Like I was like, okay, um, I better make as much music as I possibly can with this person because I don't know, you know, I don't, I don't think I've ever had such a, uh, such a, you know, an easy, an easier time being as vulnerable with a person. And, and I think for him, you know, to have also created an environment physically that is so reflective of who he is very much allows the artists that he works with to, to come in to the studio feeling as raw and heavy as they might and write without any kind of like judgment or insecurity while also feeling challenged by everything that he brings to the table positively challenged I mean you know like um there's a very informative uh collaborative uh, process and um but yeah no literally like I feel so bad for him the amount that he knows about <laughs> me looking for a new sound in 2023 the new ATH TWX9 is Audio Technica's flagship true wireless headphone these fully customizable premium buds deliver incredible high fidelity audio with adaptive noise cancelling and dual microphones for professional call quality. So whether you're listening to your favourite tunes, podcasts or just looking for some peace and quiet, step up your headphone game with the new ATH TWX9. Available now at JB Hi-Fi Australia and audiotechnica.com. I've been lucky enough to listen to this album a few times now and, and similar to what you've just said, it, it's very deep, it's very personal, it's very emotional. A song that obviously fans have already heard, Where Do We Go Now? I know when you were talking mm-hmm. about that song, you said it was kind of dealing with, uh, you know, looking at your past self and someone that you didn't recognise anymore. As we talk about, you know, again, a week out from your debut album, more people are hearing your music going from a, you know, a burgeoning songwriter in her bedroom to now you know, you're about to embark on a completely sold out US tour, not to mention UK, not to mention the Taylor Swift tour. How are you navigating that space of rising to fame, getting more popular, having more people hear your music that is so deep and so personal? Yeah, it's funny. Um, I don't think it's something that I consider, you know, like in terms of, um, I think I've I've definitely found myself not wanting to, like give a ton of added context to the songs as much as I think I felt comfortable doing maybe a little bit before, just because, um, you know, like little things on the internet that I've seen that I'm like, mm, this feels like I want my music to speak for itself instead of like getting in there personally after the fact. I, 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 I've really genuinely loved all the conversations that I've been lucky enough to have you know, with, with people ahead of release, just because, um, it feels very thoughtful. I think like I fear, uh, I fear, um, I fear like giving, um, so much access to myself just kind of out because I think something that I've really valued, um, or learned to value in the past year, especially is like preserving, um, some of my energy just for me and I and I think like because of how incredibly open and like uh transparent my relationship with my audience has been you know just in the past it's 
a hundred percent the foundation I think of why I feel like I can even write as honestly as I do and they are the greatest people of all time I'm convinced like literally love them more than anything I think I have just loved also keeping my like my world very small um internally sort of and I think so ahead of this album being out especially just because it's definitely the most I've ever cared about what I'm writing about um I'm like it's gonna be it's just interesting and like so how do you walk the line sort of of like yeah like protecting your own energy and your yourself in that way while also like I don't think it feels like a deep struggle which is a nice thing I don't feel like some internal conflict about how to do it I just think I'm becoming more aware of like um yeah almost certain boundaries I guess which is like I think not just applicable to career stuff I think my I think doing it in my personal life has then kind of bled into career stuff um but yeah 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 it's definitely a it's um if I'm lucky I think it'll be an ongoing question of like how to how to feel about that stuff well it's funny right because you mentioned at the start that it's almost like you're talking about this album in hindsight because you've been sitting on it for a year and you just talk about you've had some conversations with people is someone like an Aaron Desner so valuable in that space that you know yes he's produced your album and he's produced for people like taylor swift but he's aaron desner of the national like he he understands fame he understands success has he given you anything particularly along the journey of this debut album to just how to tread carefully oh man i mean yeah all the time he really is like a mentor to me um i i've learned so much from him that it's you know really hard to pick one piece of advice just because I feel like every time we have a conversation um I I leave with like so many bits of wisdom I think I think um throughout the process of making the album there are very kind of transitional times um in my life as I like kind of somehow entered like adulthood a little bit and um he's led me to want to trust myself more wholly and um that you know I, I that serves not just the work stuff but the at home stuff and I and I, I uh I definitely you know uh, really admire how he has managed to live his life um inside and outside of, of his career and I, I think um it's very helpful having someone who I'm lucky enough to be so close to who has, you know, a few years on me uh, doing this, but also just like being on the planet. I'm like, I really trust him in my life, you know? And so anytime he points me in any direction, I'm like, yep, this makes sense. And you know me so well that like, yeah, it's just a, it's just a funny, it's a, it's a, it's a very lucky thing to have him. Um, um, yeah, very. I, mean, I know. I know. Taylor Swift has said something similar with her working relationship with Aaron. Mm-hmm. I do want to talk about that tour. First of all, congratulations. Your response to getting announced on that tour is probably the best thing I've ever seen. Which was, what did you say? If I had a nickel for every time I was supporting Taylor <laughs> Swift, I'd have thirty fucking nickels. That is going to be the best response I've ever seen in my life. Thank you. <laughs> I was but freaking I, I, out. I was like, how do I form any sentences? Is it that an exciting tale of like, you get a personal phone call from Taylor or is it way more formal where her management comes to your management and then just gets done behind the scenes? Mm -hmm. It was, um, 
yeah I mean I texted her the second I found out but um yes it uh it more so the buttoned up version you know and I I wrote to her immediately and within truly 10 seconds there was like a response you know what I mean like yeah, we, yeah. I, it was it, it I um no I mean there are no words still you know I, I can't express my gratitude ever I, I will never be able to comprehend you know I feel like I've had so many like conversations about it kind of in in a similar context to to this one and like my, it doesn't feel real so it's hysterical to me to like <laughs> ever talk about because I'm like well what like what are we even talking about right now like yeah haha but no it's it's um it does feel like one big prank and I just can't I can't as as her biggest fan I'm just like to be able to watch her show that many times and learn from her in that way is the greatest gift of my life I'm like there's no better lesson and how to do this job than to watch her do it you'll be going from your tour into her tour into your uk tour right right yeah right that's so good i mean this is a a two-parter question can you get me tickets to your show and her show please because they're both sold out and what am i meant to fucking do about that i moved to this i moved to this city to go see more music and all the shows are just sold out let's talk let's talk after the podcast we'll, we'll take this up we'll take this off comms all right guys thanks for yeah, that. yeah 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 good um i do want to ask before we go because i know you have mentioned this in previous interviews as well that you and mm. um, aaron wrote a bunch of songs i think 30 was the number you threw out there and you mentioned at the start of this yeah, podcast well. that you've you've already been thinking about new music how far along are we into that process i know we're talking about your debut album which as of this conversation isn't even out yet but are you yeah. thinking about new music this year? Is it this a, a two, three year pipeline we're talking about? Man, I don't know. I I just am kind of like uh, having fun figuring out um, what the next one is sounding like. And I also want to be, I'm in no rush in general. I think like something that was so beneficial to like kind of creating the world of, of Good Riddance was like having a kind of a despite the the speed at which he and I worked together, we also had brought kind of a lot of patience to the table in general and also just space. And, and um, um, so I don't, I don't intend to put dates on anything new yet by any means, but I do like, you know, I'm, I'm pumped. I'm pumped. I, I, I loved, I, you know, Taylor recently said, I, I read that she kind of talked about like, putting out more music kind of almost takes the pressure off of doing it when, when you do. And, and I, I, everything she ever says is like, you know, North star guidance in my, my book. But I, I think, I think I definitely felt drawn to that kind of concept of, you know, uh, I, she's obviously got everyone in the world looking at her every move and every release. And so I can only imagine the kind of pressure that she's referring to. I think like on a, on a micro scale, it's like even just internally, you f- probably feel a lot better about everything when you're just putting it out there in real time, sort of. So I would love for new music to come out as it comes up, but um no promises, you know, we'll see. Look, you got a busy year. Let's just take it one show at a time, huh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll see. 
Well, Gracie, thank you so much for coming on. I do, I do want to say there's no question here, but I remember like 10 years ago, like Taylor mm. had just released Red, I think in 2012. Lord released yep. her debut album in 2013. Listening to Good Riddance, yep. I think we are on the cusp of the next decade of pop music. And I think that is solely on your shoulders. And I mean that both as a compliment um, and absolute peer pressure. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you so much, Neil. Thank you. We'll talk soon, Gracie. Talk soon. Thank you so much for your time. This episode is proudly sponsored by Audio Technica Australia. Subscribe, rate, and review The Plug on your preferred podcast platform. And follow us on Instagram and YouTube at The Plug with Neil Griffiths and on TikTok at theplug.podcast to stay up to date with episode releases and giveaways. Mm-hmm.